0: What's going on, guys, gals, and everyone in between? You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by some esteemed co-hosts. Co-hosts, you can see me on another really awesome podcast on the OTS network called Realish with, as well as, of course, a distinguished guest, the Podfather himself, Derek Myers, and my guy Matt Torado. How's it going, you guys?
1: Doing good, man. Great to see you guys. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yes, sir. Glad glad you can be back on the show with us, man.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Love it. Yes. Man. I lo- love to throw a good double oop and just see who comes down with it, right? Sometimes, Sometimes you don't know exactly who's going to come down with it, but looking forward to getting into all things week two here on the nfl edition of course um but this week we're going to also be discussing the fallout of course from week one's injuries and the fantasy implications and then finally get into our week two predictions but before we get into all of that we just want to remind you all to make sure that you're following us on all social media platforms ots media co and then ots media on youtube Make sure you're liking, make sure you're subscribed and you're hitting that notification bell so you can get all the updated news for when we're dropping our new shows, man. And it, it's action packed at this point. It feels like we have more show release days than we have actual days at this point. So make, it, <laughs> make sure you're getting all um, of that awesome news right to you. Uh, but with all that being said, I wanted to ask you guys. how ha- it's very unfortunate all the different injuries that we had falling out from even before Week One, uh, which we'll get to. But I'm curious: in any of your fantasy leagues, were you in a position where you had to hit the waiver wire this early? And if so, who were you looking at, and why?
1: Matt, <laughs> yeah, you got? Yeah, I think uh, so. I was, I was pretty fortunate. Um, so I did. It, we did an auction draft in in one of my leagues. Um and I went all in on Saquon and Austin Neckler, AJ Brown, CMC. So uh the only one uh, I traded Saquon away for Darren Waller, uh Stevenson and Jahan Dotson. So uh I felt good. Wow. And then now this report came out about Darren uh saying that he's suffering from a hamstring injury, and that it's not only just a ha- ordinary hamstring injury, it might be actual nerve damage. So there's a certain point where um he may be put on ir uh this is a very similar injury to what he suffered from last year so um i had the I found my boy sam laporta who uh, had a decent performance uh last week and hopefully he'll do me some justice in the case you know waller um you know ends up ha- having injury that's that's probably as bad as we suspect
2: yeah um jk dobbins uh got me um Mm-hmm. that one got me good in one league. Um, so I had to go get, um, that was Algier from Atlanta. Um, and then also, um, Travis, Kelsey, Travis, Kelsey, of course, missed week one. So I, was like two, or three leagues that I'm in that I have him and those all got rocked. Um, but I think I'm, I only lost in one matchup that he was He was uh, out of the lineup for. So I'm actually not too mad. I think Brandon Cooks was uh, out with the knee thing now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking about like three three leagues I have him as well. So, I mean, those that that's pretty much it. I didn't get – I was fortunate that some of the guys that I passed up on, you know, just aren't on my team right now. So, um and they're out with, with injuries. So uh, uh, right now, we're sitting good. Yeah. Cool.
0: And that makes sense that you guys are all in standard leagues too. I know I'm the only one in a dynasty league here. So funny enough, I already had Puka Nakula on my team. So everyone's like scrambling oh. to try to find them. I, I nice. had them already because uh, that's nice. how deep deep the rosters go in, in dynasty. Uh, so it was good to see, obviously, someone you're not expecting any kind of production from throughout the whole year. I had him on my what's called – the taxi squad, which technically are players you won't even play, right? If you take them off the taxi squad, then you're on. They're on your roster. So I, I just took them back to the regular roster. I just want to see, right? Just want to gauge interest because some people are willing to jump off the deep end for some early production. Uh, so I think that's a, a a good name to look at. Um, as far as other notables, obviously the Gus Bus. Uh, Gus Edwards is obviously a big pickup uh, with uh, the unfortunate injury news. Once again, just feels cursed at this point, man. Uh, really feeling for J.K. Dobbins with that. Yeah. Um, but other notable injuries, right? We've got Aaron Rodgers also out with that same Achilles tear. Unfortunately, uh, literally a couple plays into the drive. I mean, all the memes are out already, right? With him running onto the field with the flag, and then that that, that being his highlight reel for the season. Uh, just a, a tough break, and the fact that they still won week week one is actually pretty hilarious. But, um, <laughs> how do you guys feel like that's going to affect uh, their plans to hopefully contend for Super Bowl later this season?
2: Hmm. Did you actually have contending?
0: Well, that that's their plans, right? That's, how, their plans. that's what yeah, I was yeah. asking. Okay, like, I got- how, how, how does that affect <laughs> what you see uh, uh, their plans? Yes, yeah.
2: um. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there. So I think, um, look, if Zach Wilson actually does what he was drafted to do, um, which to, I'm not sure how you guys felt about his performance, but uh, he actually played a little bit better than what we've previously seen him uh, uh, play as. So I think, um, I think Aaron Rodgers' impact with him was very, very good. So... I doubt they still have the same the same output uh, with Wilson as they would have with with Rodgers. But it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of the season because if they're able to make the playoffs with with Wilson leading the the, the charge, it's going to be interesting to see what the conversation is after that. Do you extend Wilson and and keep him behind Rodgers, you know, when he comes back from injury? or do you trade him you know like do you sell high on his value at that point um it'd be interesting to see what happens i think Brees hall is going to eat though yeah <laughs> this is like that's that's one of the that's that's the other part of this this whole fantasy implication thing is that he's going to he's gonna he looked good he looked really good monday so yeah uh we'll see we'll see
0: yeah, yeah I'm, I think... I'm curious. Sorry to cut you off, man. I'm curious how the workload sharing goes there. I feel like coming into yesterday, it was more so like a a, a bigger plan to, to go in on Dalvin Cook. But then obviously the more uh, splash plays you're getting out of Breeze Hall. So could be forcing the hand a little bit there. I just always kind of assume that they'll take it a little bit easier with him considering he's coming off of that injury. But Uh, looked explosive as hell once he got past uh, that initial tackle uh, crazy the the two runs the two big runs he was able to run uh, last night and if he could do that um, you you would assume with more touches he'll get even more yards right so um, I I just feel like long term though you might want to hold him back a little bit just because you don't want to end up in that same place right where uh injury prone position um just continue to to sort of hammer a guy out there and then eventually it all catches up to him so I'm interested yeah. to see how that plays out throughout the season how they manage their workloads together but what were you about to say Matt yeah I think
1: look uh, Aaron Rodgers is special for a reason um I know he's coming off one of his more mediocre seasons um definitely had a lot of issues specifically with his uh his uh D field accuracy a lot of instances where he was just whiffing on wide open receivers or tight ends. But all that being said, is Aaron Rodgers, um, and I think he worked. I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, you can definitely tell he developed a camaraderie with a lot of his teammates, uh, especially that of Garrett Wilson, a connection that I think many of us were looking forward to see. Um, but I think ultimately this doesn't, you know, affect their their playoff chances. I think they had the defense to really keep them into some close games, um, and I honestly don't expect Zach to be operating the way that he usually did where to just let him, you know, mindlessly run around and throw a bunch of interceptions. Um, I think he's learned quite a bit under Rodgers. So I expect this in many a lot of the quick passing games, run a very vanilla offense and just find ways to get the run game going. Um, I think Brees is obviously, as the season progresses, um, you'll see more of that explosiveness. The 80-yard one, I think, you could definitely tell that his uh, his leg was giving out a little bit. Um, sort of near the end there, which allow Christian Benford to um to catch up to him, but I think all that being said, uh, it's it's nerve wracking for a Jets fan, but I don't think it it means that you know their playoff chances are are lost. Um, they still have the roster to to make a make uh you know uh make it a competition, especially in their division.
0: Yeah, definitely. I yep. think they they don't really fall off much with Zach Wilson. Even obviously last year, he's one of the I, I think the worst uh, starter that got significant minutes as far as playing as a starter in the most games. Like he he did terribly last season so i'm interested to see whether or not he was able to build off of that because the fact that they were immediately searching for another uh quarterback is never a good look right you want to uh feel like there is some security at least with your second string quarterback and it feels like there is none so um i, I i'm sure they're feeling mis- missing out on mike white right now definitely uh but something i wanted to ask you guys as far as the development um obviously in uh New Jersey I was as to make the mistake of saying New York in New Jersey uh there is turf on the field but then across the league the 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 real story is whether or not uh, there should be turf in any of these NFL stadiums and a lot of the players preferences seem to be uh grass it was it also had come out that Roger Goodell had mentioned that they actually are going to be looking into this to see quote unquote what the science says on this so I mean, as as of everything I have heard from players speaking about this, it seems like they prefer to play on grass. Um, but I'm curious, moving forward, uh, whether or not this actually becomes a real narrative, right? Where before mm-hmm. the game starts, we got to make the, the asterisk of saying, hey, yeah, these guys are actually playing on turf. Uh, so let's not expect everyone to come out of this healthy the way we normally would.
2: Yeah. I mean, the uh, executive director for NFLPA, uh, Lloyd Howell, uh, said that it's like the easiest decision that the NFL can make, right? Like the players if the players want it and it's what helps keep, you know, or they feel that they, they're they're playing better on on grass than they are on turf and there are fewer injuries than than uh turf, I think it's something you should actually do. Um one of the things that Howell actually said was that he finds it interesting that um that uh these stadiums can flip over to superior grass surfaces when the world cup comes or soccer clubs come to visit for exhibition games in the summer but inferior artificial surfaces are acceptable acceptable for our own players which i think is very interesting too because if you're if you're uh talking about wanting to put out a quality product and the players of your sport are saying they want to have this specific field it's what something it's something you should have been looked into, not, you know, just kinda like act haphazardly with it. Right? Now I know that there's been a lot of um a lot of talk on it, um, because of Aaron Rodgers now this week, but you know, this is something they've been they've been wanting for the longest time. I don't understand why they're dragging their feet on it. Um, but you know, I think If I, this should this should be in 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 the whole bargaining uh, as well, you know, I think if there's a, there's another uh, collective bargaining agreement that they need to go ahead and include this in on those kind of discussions, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't, you know, you can't act as if this is what you want for your players. Um, you or you want your players to be safe, and if they're saying that this is the one thing that helps them play in a safer manner, you don't give it to them.
1: So. Yep. yeah and, and you saying that this reminded me of all the the different injuries that occurred last year I mean I'm sure each of us could off ACL tears but the one that stood out to me and this is perhaps a a bad example because I I believe this was the London game for the Vikings versus Saints um and so if I'm not mistaken they use artificial turf in that game um and if I'm wrong I say please to free correct me but there is literally a play where I think it was on special teams just vikings players foot clamped and like like his leg like like discombobulated mm-hmm. you know you see you hear that a lot um and especially if you're a, really if you're any player right if you're trying to make a sharp cut on a route or you're a corner and you know you're trying to get to somebody who did an inside move on you i mean if your cleat gets stuck in the wrong position i mean it, your career could be over you know, and that's that's not right. You know, you have players who have spent their very lives training to be on the NFL, to be on the spotlight, to make their families proud, and for the NFL to wait until an injury happens to a very significant player like Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's kind of this nonsensical. Because to your point, Derek, this has been a consistent issue for years now. Um, you know, so I just hope that they evaluate it they just make the investment. I know it's more difficult than artificial turf because you have to tend to the grass. But obviously, as long as you hire uh, workers accordingly and you pay them you know, reasonable rates and, and so forth, then it, it should be a very easy decision to make,
2: uh,
0: in
1: my opinion. you know.
2: Yeah, as long yeah, as you don't have sure. the groundskeeper for the Super Bowl this year. Oh, here we go.
0: I, kn- I knew it was coming. I, kn- <laughs> I knew it was coming at some point, right? It, it had to um yeah I, I i couldn't agree more i think the general consensus is that turf is easier to upkeep and that's why those uh couple i think it's only four um nfl stadiums obviously one of them two teams play at so it forces more games to be there but um not many stadiums do use turf but the ones that do are kind of firm and like hey but it saves us money um so i'm I think it is kind of interesting, though, that the league would mandate something like that. Like, I feel like in general, across sports in general, there is sort of a variance of options, right, with certain different things. And it's it's rare for the league to come out and say, from now on, everyone has to do this and here's why. So I think... The fact that the conversation always goes here is important, but um yeah. I think it's important that you mentioned this to me earlier, Derek. It's like, yeah, that all that all means something, but J.K. Dobbins had the same exact injury and he was on grass, right? So yeah. there's only a certain amount of things that are actually in our control that we can mitigate mm-hmm. here. I think the fact that you're going to war every play, no matter what, it's not gonna be good on the body, right? So right. um but once again, if there's something that is sensical, right. And I think this issue is very within grasp as far as being something easy to change, then it it, it makes sense. Make, make sure and do it, especially if the players are asking for it. Um, But what's annoying is like, like you guys said, right. We had to wait this long for this to happen and who knows whether or not it would have made the difference last night. Right. Uh, But Mm -hmm. now we'll never get to know. Uh, So hopefully moving forward, um that all becomes observable right and we could see mm-hmm. if they do make the change fully um if the intended effect takes place or not
2: yeah do, do you think if if um if this happened to tom brady do you think that things would have, the conversation would have been like oh like immediate change or do you think they would have had the
0: same kind of lax approach to it that's a good question. I feel like nobody is Tom Brady. So that's a hard thing to yeah. ask, but it, it is Aaron Rodgers, right? So it's not that's like right. this is an insignificant injury in that way either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think, I don't think it has to do really with the player. I just feel like this is the perfect storm as in, this is a conversation that has already been happening for a, a couple years at this point. So um, just one more thing to point to, in my opinion, versus just um being a certain person and then being willing to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I'll play, the, I'll
1: play the advocate here. I think potentially, right? Because you know, we hear so many stories of ACL tears or just uh, very graphic injuries taking place on the field for every kind of player, you know? But more often than not it isn't until the most recognizable ones is when a certain issue is brought to light or is more addressed. And so if I can guarantee you that if Tom Brady, would to have gotten injured in that same fashion, there would be a very quick response issued by the NFL, and then they would say, "Oh, we're we're gonna, promise we're gonna look straight into this." This is something that's been in conversations for years now. No, it hasn't. You just waited until your post. In this case, that you waited until one of your poster boys, got injured, to make a statement, even though hundreds of players have gone injured and you've done nothing. Like no matter who you are on the football field, you're still human beings. They're still players. They're not more important than the other. That's why we have teams, you know? So but it is interesting what you brought up though, Derek. I, I'm confident that they would have said something. They would have done something right away. I guarantee
0: it. But uh man, with all that being said, the unfortunate reality of this game is there's no way to avoid this in totality, right? Uh so we might as well get the dumb ones out the way, right? Get the get the silly ones out the way so that uh the real unfortunate ones are the only ones left. Um but with all that being said, I think it's appropriate that we move on to week two. Um some notable things, right? Um at the moment, Cooper Cup is still listed as being out right uh but things aren't looking as bad as initially thought so that's exciting um travis kelsey is on uh, on set to come back this week right so um we're getting some good injury news as well it isn't just sadness um but it has been feeling like a lot of fucking sadness uh i'll start by saying obviously last week wasn't the best week for either of us i'll be frank uh but Derek coming out the gates hot with a one point lead he's sitting at nine and seven while i am sitting at eight and eight for our picks for this season Time to get serious. Time to figure this out for this week. <laughs> Our Thursday game. We start at the link. We got Vikings coming up against the Eagles. Um, I'm going to throw to Matt with this one just because we know how homer we get on this side of town. But Matt, <laughs> I got to ask you Are we hitting the panic button on the Minnesota Vikings after their week one loss to the Bucks?
1: Yes. Um, All right, please and tell me. I, I think. They are a terribly overrated team. Um, I think last season was a fluke. I've never seen a team more lucky in my entire life, genuinely. And I know this may be unfair analysis because how do you evaluate luck when you're discussing teams? But they had multiple, multiple one well, possession games that they won. They got blown out by the Cowboys. They got blown out by the Packers. And I'm forgetting uh, their auto loss, but it, it's just it, it, they have so many weaknesses, specifically on that defense. It, their their depth is, is so unimpressive, and their offense on paper is is fairly decent. Um, I think their, their running back Madison is not is not is not too shabby. You know, I Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison are a great wide receiver duo, but their interior offensive line has been such a problem for them and. When you consider their pass rush that they're going against, and I know Fletcher Cox is is questionable right now with a rib injury, but they have Jalen Carter. Like, it's just they can't handle elite defensive lines. They they, they just can't. And I just and especially on defensively when, again, they had they were to be the worst unit in the NFL last season. I think they were the worst unit in the NFL last season. You know, like they're just not a team that can handle elite ones. Uh, last season, I, I genuinely think was a, a fluke and I expect them to be a huge disappointment like in comparison to the last season. Um, so that's, those are my doubts on the Vikings. And I guess with all that being said, I think you probably assumed that, uh, I want to go with the Eagles and you're right. Definitely right. Uh, definitely see the Eagles in this matchup.
0: I like it, man. Cause I was going to come with the follow-up and you didn't even give me a chance, right? Just like I'll answer all the <laughs> questions before they even arrive. <laughs> real Belichickian approach here. I like it. Um, I, I agree, though. I I think we, will, we made a lot about um, the Vikings' luck last season and whether or not they'll be able to repeat as far as their outlook for this season. I mean, they had a Herculean effort from uh, Justin Jefferson last week, and they couldn't figure it out. Um, that game didn't feel like the Bucks won it, right? It, it just kind of felt like it was a uh, a matter of letting somebody stick around, and then eventually the sort of well broke open, and obviously that does not uh, fare well. But I'm going to be honest: the, the Eagles' offense did kind of confuse me a little bit too, right? Uh, the defense were sure. putting on last week and put them in a position to really be up big early, and um, it just felt like the entire league was a little rusty, right? So can't 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 talk too much crap, um, but. It, th- those are the things that I'm looking out for th- in this week. Um, as far as this matchup goes, um, I agree what you said as far as their pass protection specifically. Like, I feel like they're going to have nightmares trying to figure out what to do against uh, Philly here. I'm just interested in whether or not um, <laughs> they can really get anything going here. Like, I feel like Slay has looked really good uh, on that side and is sort of just locking things down. And then, obviously there's there's other guys for the Vikings when it comes to to the passing game but um it's just a matter of time until someone gets to your quarterback and i do feel like more so than the last couple of years that there might be a little bit a little bit something to the idea that Kirk Cousins is regressing a little bit um i, I think we'll know more so later on in the season but just from what I'm seeing I think there might be uh, some real smoke to that fire so I'm definitely going to be picking the Eagles I would have picked the Eagles last week I would have picked the Eagles at the beginning of last season um so yeah I have no reason to not be confident in this Derek um how are you feeling about your birds after week one
2: yeah so the offense was rusty um I think um uh Devontae Smith of course look you know like himself AJ Brown looked like himself a little bit as well. I think it was just it was it was interesting because I think it was both rust and play calling. They have a new offensive coordinator. So I think that that's they're still kind of get trying to get used to certain things. Um but yeah, they didn't play preseason. So <laughs> rust is expected to be honest. Um, and yeah. I, you saw that like you said Chris all across the league anyway. I didn't put much uh, stock into that. It was just rust. Rust is rust. You know, they, they got to get out there and play, so they'll, they'll get they'll get it knocked off. I think, um, of course, you know, I'm taking the Eagles in this matchup, but the, the crazy thing is the Vikings um, already ruled out their center, uh, Garrett Bradbury. Um, their left tackle and their defensive end, uh, Christian uh, Derrissaw and uh, Marcus Davenport, are both mm. questionable. So you already talked about the offensive line, right? The offensive line is going to have a, a, a lot to handle tomorrow if uh, your center is already out and your left tackle mm-hmm. is questionable. Uh, even if he's playing, he's still questionable. That's still, that's still a soft spot on that line. So, yeah, I'm expecting uh, Jalen Carter to put on a show. I'm expecting that whole D line to put on a show, um, even if Fletcher Cox isn't out there you still have a whole uh, a monster of, of guys coming at you and I think that it's it's show it's going to show the depth that the Eagles have on the defensive line anyway so um, James Bradberries are out for us so yeah Kenneth Gainwell, will but I'm not I'm not expecting that to really show I think um one of the biggest things that you didn't see too much of um was DeAndre Swift which I found very, very uh, interesting. So, um, you know, Nick Sirianni has spoken out about it already um, and said that it was unacceptable. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we, he said something about that last year about someone else. And I forgot who it was, but the very next week they were deep into the into the play call. Um, so I, I'm I'm expecting DeAndre to have a a, a huge night tom- uh, uh, tomorrow night. And I think that it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, highly rally because I think one of the big things is that you can win it was an ugly win but you can win in various uh various uh, levels right whether it's your offense is all clicking defense or your special teams you saw Dallas one um uh Sunday and that was on, on all three phases of the game so I think um honestly the offense just needs to get back into into this groove and i think that you'll see that and they're going to have a it's going to be an extremely lopsided win tomorrow night um so that's what i'm choosing
0: Ooh, yeah, none of us making the case i don't i don't think there is much of a case to make uh it is surprising though that they are going to start out the gate oh and two uh for me at least so interested to see what the talk will be come week three if the game does indeed play out this way next up we've got our sunday morning slate or afternoon whatever you want to call it uh ravens at Bengals for the first one obviously this is my team so i will start by mentioning um as far as injury updates obviously jk dobbins out for the rest of the season marcus williams um set to get an MRI still trying to figure out whether or not he tore his pec or not. So that is not good Mm -hmm. news. And then obviously Andrew Lin Linbaum, our center um, is still out, not confirmed whether or not he'll be um, able to come back. So a lot of injuries, right? Week one, just a damn theme here for the Ravens uh, coming up against uh, the Bengals, a Bengals team that really stuttered out of the gate, Um, failed to get things going offensively and really looked pedestrian defensively as well so um, not really sure how to rate this one I think I was confident in this sort of scenario already Um, but after last week um, despite all of our injuries I'm still gung-ho on us being able to not only win this game um, but win big on the road right I, I think in the past that hasn't been something we've been able to achieve on a regular basis. So um, I'm really looking forward to the possibility of that this week. Am I confident? I'm going to be honest. No. Um, I I think the same thing applies that I mentioned about the Eagles, as far as being a little rusty. I thought we looked a little rusty too. And obviously if there's ever a time we need to have it together, it's against our division rival. So I think, I think the Bengals are going to show up in this one. I don't think they're going to throw out another, uh, damn zero like they did for the last two opening games um i think they're going to be playing with a lot to win for here which makes them dangerous but i'm still going with my ravens now i'm interested to hear where you two fall on this side of the coin on who you got Hmm. yeah i
1: think um it's tough right i think it's hard to imagine the Bengals going 0-2 to start the season. Um, but they did last year, right? Um, honestly, I am going to give it to the Ravens. I think even though they their approach is going to be you know humble, treat this to any other game, deep down the guys in the locker room know this is a team that we lost to. And this is the place that we lost in the playoffs. And I think that motivator is really going to kick in for them. So even if they end up winning by a field goal or by two points or whatever the case may be, I do think they, they could squeeze out a victory. Um, To your point, Chris, the the Ravens offense looked very rusty, Um, as was the case for just a lot of teams in general, as we're going to keep reiterating. Um, But I do think Lamar Jackson is going to have himself a day. I think something that's not really talked about is his arm strength. Uh, there were a lot of throws that he made in the Texans game last week, even though he wasn't um, the best completion percentage wise. Um, that say flowers and uh, Lamar Jackson connection is legit. Uh, I think OBJ is definitely gonna probably um, have himself a nice little day giving Lamar Jackson some some openings underneath. Um, and I also think the run game can really spark, uh, whether it be Lamar Jackson himself or I think uh, Gus Edwards, who should be um, uh, taking the load, um, you know, this week with J.K. Dobbins being held. So um, I do think the Bengals are, are gonna keep it competitive. I don't think they're gonna, you know, get completely blown out i don't see that being possible um you know but it's something to keep an eye on anyways um it's very injury so yeah i'm gonna go with your ravens
0: heck yeah i'd love to hear about the Gus bus carrying the load Derek. who you got um
2: i don't even know to be honest i i i can see you can make a case for either team honestly with this one um but I think I'm gonna actually go with the Bengals with this one. I think, you know, you're at home. You put up that embarrassing loss last week. Uh Miles Garrett, I'm not sure if you guys saw the video, but he was actually um dribbling in between his legs, messing with the offensive line, and just blew by him rat right <laughs> like, I, I just I don't I can't I can't think of a better reason to actually try and do better than yeah. for that. You know, they, that was, that was an embarrassing loss. Um uh Jamar Chase said that you know, he called them the the elves and they just lost to the elves. So I I'm I'm assuming they're going to have a little more pride this week. Um and I think it's going to be a very close game, though. I don't think this is going to be a, a blowout in any way, shape, or form. But I'm going to go ahead and just choose the Bengals with this one, mainly because I think that there's that level of pride that you're that you need to have in this matchup. Otherwise, I don't know if if they lose <laughs> if they lose this game. I I can only imagine the the rhetoric that's going to come out about this team after that. Yeah. So I'm I'm just going to go on the side of of they're gonna try and have a little more pride in themselves, and that would be the thing that they kind of take personal to uh, actually pull off a win.
0: I'm just glad you had to you had to reiterate your points twice because you knew you knew how disrespectful it was to make the case, I know. right? You knew I know. It. so I know. it's okay. It's uh, I, I will allow it, right? You you had yeah. to do what you had to do, right? In the yeah. spot, I get it, but. Can't change the fact that I'm mad about it, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it hey. is. Well, bro. <laughs> Next up
2: is another person.
0: <laughs> I, I, I took it personal. Okay. I'm Next sorry. up. <laughs> Seahawks going up. once again, what what the fuck is the Seahawk, ladies and gentlemen? Going up against the the Lions of Detroit coming off of their Super Bowl win against the Chiefs last week. Um Seahawks obviously coming off of a disappointing <laughs> week one loss to the Rams that I think nobody except for Matthew Stafford saw coming. So shout out to shout out yeah. to them Rams for making that happen. Um, but I'm going to throw to Derek first here. Right. I'm going to put all the pressure on you for this matchup because this this is a closer felt like a closer matchup last week. Right. Um, but yeah. got some got some more questions thrown at us to to consider for this week. How are you feeling about this week Two matchup?
2: Um to be honest, I am actually still high on the Lions. Um and I think that with the, they're playing at home, right? Yep. I'm going to go ahead and actually choose the Lions on this one. I I I know, you know, it might seem weird, but the the fight that they put up against the Chiefs last week, I mean, it was impressive. Dan Campbell, I think his um his play calling is, is, is very, very interesting. Right. Like, um, there was a, I want to say it was a fourth and one, like deep in their territory or something like that last week. And they still went for it. <laughs> Got it. I mean, it a gutsy call, um, I like this team. I like this team. Um, CJ Gartner Johnson, not so much, but the team, I like the team. <laughs> I, I I think that, um, what they're doing with their run game, um, you know is is impressive um and i hope to see more of jameer gibbs i think that's kind of like one of the things that i'm I'm banking on with this matchup too is that you're going to see more gibbs um montgomery is just he's a baller though so i don't know how you beat him out but you just i i like their their dynamic uh you know running back duo so go for it i think yep. they're going to be able to pull this game out and actually start off two a zero. what I probably wouldn't know what the answer to this question would be, but I'm assuming this would be the first time in a very long time they've started off two zero if they pull this
1: off.
0: It's a good question. I'll I'll effort for that while we have Matt give us our pick.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, my points really weren't too dissimilar from you from yours, Derek. Um, the Seahawks also went to Detroit uh, last year, uh, week three, I believe, and I just don't see a reality where if they can beat the Chiefs that they'll somehow lose to the Seahawks of all teams. And Seahawks are a great team. I think, you know, before the season started, there was a very strong argument to be had that they would be one of the best offenses in the NFL. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lock, and obviously they're, they're really great draft pick within a uh, JSN, but defensively, man, I mean, they did not look particularly great at all. Um, definitely not playing to the standard that any of us expected, um, I mean, you let a sixth round out of BYU pop off for 105 yards. Shoot to outwell, look like a pro bowler. Um, and you're going against a very talented line team. I know that, um, you know, week one wasn't, it was, by and large, not the best game for them. But as it's, we're going to keep saying over and over, um, pretty much every top tier offense looked rough. Um, I do think the play calling is going to evolve. I think we're going to see a lot more play action um, because that whole, hey, let's do go into I formation and double it off to Amon uh, on a deep out isn't going to keep working, and I think they're going to diversify yeah. the play calling. And, of course, Derek, you said the best, too. They had Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, a really great one duo. Um, and, like, last week, Seahawks didn't really have a great run defense. So go Detroit.
0: God damn! I hate being the only one um, that has to make the case, right? Somebody, somebody has to make the case. Um, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks here. I was not particularly impressed by the Lions' performance in Week One. I thought they shouldn't have been in a position to win that game, let alone be able to win it, right? Um, uh, it was, it was a lot of weird things going on, a lot of weird Week One shit uh, that, that in my opinion, uh, let the game fall in their favor um i I think once again what you talked about with the Bengals, i think the seahawks have a lot to rebound from um like you mentioned obviously matt stafford went off i don't think that is the worst thing to look at as far as like man this guy beat us just because i feel like he was due for a comeback moment i think everyone is sort of just writing him off um since uh, obviously the performance he had last season uh, but nobody was expecting him to come out and win, right? So, um, right. just a t- just a tough <laughs> position to be in in general. And um, I think what what the key is here in this matchup against the Lions is just offense versus defense. And I think mm-hmm. the Seahawks have more of a, a a window to sort of make things up on that side of the ball, as far as matching offensive production against this Lions defense um, than they would have against the Rams. So I'm interested to see whether or not the Seahawks can bounce back and actually look like a formidable offense this week. If they do, um, I'm picking them to win, which I am here. So give me the Seahawks. I'm the only one uh, picking those, picking this weird team, but I'm doing the damn thing. Um, Next up, we have the Colts coming up against the Texans, Anthony Richardson started his first game in the nfl unfortunately got hurt as well so at the moment it looks like he's going to be starting in this game um but uh obviously once again eyes eyes on Minshew just in case right just in case things get a little extra dicey here but colts versus the texans i'm going to lead this one off just by saying both of these teams is going to take a lot to make them look good Um, so I think this is going to be a messy game. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts here just because I feel like the Colts actually believe in their ability to go far, uh, this season (laughs) versus the Texans, I think are sort of in that place where they know they're kind of be contending for one of the worst spots in the league, but also trying to get morale points wherever they could get them. I think their defense is actually better than people give them credit for. Um, but at this stage of the game, I just think the Colts have a little bit too much to offer on offense. Um, it's not going to be a high scoring game. So I would recommend uh, potentially sitting a couple of your Colts and Texans players, uh, but give me the Colts here and what should be a close one. Yeah. So who wants to take it? Who Who's taking the baton, baby? All uh,
1: right. You want to go ahead and take it. Um, Pause. Um. I'll um. <laughs> I go. I go with the, the Colts. I mean. I, I honestly I really don't know what else to say beyond that. Um. Anthony Richardson looked really good in his debut. Um. Accuracy needs to be you know tweaked a little bit, obviously, but. Um. I just, I have no faith that the Texans can really produce anything with that offense. Um defensively isn't isn't actually awful. They did, you know, fairly well against against the Ravens. Um but then again, how much it how much of it was just the Ravens chewing themselves in the foot, you know what I mean? So it's kind of hard to evaluate week one based off of that. But yeah, that's uh that's
2: my choice. I'm gonna go with the Colts as well. But to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans were able to pull this off. Um, it's, it is it is going to be a low-scoring game. And, of course, any in, in in that kind of situation, anybody can win. Um, I actually think that the Texans, again, guess we talked about last week, Chris, um, I think D'Amico Ryans is building something really, really well down there. And I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to win this game. Um under his leadership, but I'm going to go with the Colts for safety and I actually have a feeling that I'm I'm going to be wrong about this one. So Ooh. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Colts, so.
0: Hey, uh, it, you, if we're all wrong, at least it won't cost you a point, right? That's how I try to look at these yeah. things yeah. sometimes. Um <laughs> am I mad if the if the Seahawks cost me a point? Not really, right? I'm I'm looking forward <laughs> looking forward to that Geno bump. Next up, yeah. We've got the bears coming up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, getting them hot off of their win against the other member of the North. Uh, You love to see it. Um, I'll start off the analysis here on this one. I think obviously besides them hanging tough in the last game and surprising some people, I think honestly, they're, they're, offense played out pretty predictably from what i thought right Mm -hmm. mike evans is going to be that guy no matter what right he's going to get you your 60 plus yards that you need out of your main receiver and uh the the offense is going to move is it going to be some sort of high powered uh big time scoring offense no not at all um but it's going to be a formidable even in my opinion, better than the bottom of the barrel offense, which is all you really need when you got a really good defense. So I'm interested. I think they still have a lot of questions to ask answer, especially in the secondary. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the Bears don't have the weapons to sort of answer those questions. So yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be having those same questions for a couple weeks now. As far as this matchup, um, it shouldn't be. As easy for me to pick the Bucks in this one. Um, but I, I feel pretty confident in going with the Bucs here. Surprising two and oh start uh at the top of that division. You love to see it. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's the only way it could really go. I think even even if we do end up seeing a big time game <clears throat> from Justin Fields, I just don't see how they'll be able to make up that significant gap and score. Just way more than the Bucks will in this one, so give, give me the Bucks. Yep. Derek, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. I'm making you go second this time. How you feeling?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers on this one as well. Um, mainly because defensively, I don't see what the Bears have to hold up. <laughs> to be honest, I don't see. I could see if you make a point, um, you know, for 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 Chicago if. Um, you know, the Buccaneers are you know out a couple players on defense, but i I, I cannot choose the Bears in this one. Like DJ Moore was even shocked at how quick they started getting getting booed last week. And I think that he's gonna uh, honestly um feel that even more this week. The Bears don't have anything to contend with, like you said, and i, I don't I don't see it for him. So I'm going the Buccaneers on this one. Um, and it's not going to be a close one.
1: Yeah. Um. Likewise, I even though I do think that there are a couple of things. I think Matt Eberflus and Tal Bowles are two of the worst head coaches in the NFL. So <laughs> you would think that the Bucks with their roster should annihilate the Bears, but it wouldn't surprise me if they 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 win by such a small margin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I can forgive yeah. last week because again, week one. You still getting things together. You have a new quarterback, uh, defense changed a little bit, so I can understand that. But as we saw, especially in the back end of last season, the Bucks looked awful. They did not look like mm-hmm. a playoff team. They squeezed right by because you were in the easy division, um, and so I think that's going to be the case. You know what I mean? Like we're going to look up the halftime It's going to be like six <laughs> six or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a really yeah. like low scoring affair, um. Yeah. But and you guys said the best. The Bears are just are really not a good team. Um, Justin Fields just still a walking question mark. I don't want to write him off because you know we have sixteen more games left. But it's just so many of his tendencies really haven't been fixed. His offensive line isn't exactly doing him justice. I mean, Darnell White looked terrible the other day. Uh, Chase Claypool, you know they ended up trading the thirty-second pick for him. I mean, there's been you know footage. Um uh cycling of him just being lazy like not doing blocks not putting in efforts on the routes and you can't afford that um mm-hmm. and it's to top everything on Matt either who's is kind of overrated in some respects he never had a top 10 defense ever with his tenure in the Colts um and I just don't think the defense that he wants to run meshes well with the personality he has because he really doesn't have the personnel that to get to the passer effectively or to hold up in the secondary. Right.
0: <laughs> all great yeah, so shouts. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be a sad year for the for the Bears here. I'm anticipating um no reason to think it wouldn't be given where they were. Um but all things considered, I won't be surprised if shit, they even end up with the first pick and go with a quarterback again. Like I I won't be surprised if we end up at that level of rebuild with this team, just because you gave away everything away on defense too, right? So you have nothing yeah. redeemable on that side, and then you're trying to single handedly bring back a team just on the offensive side. It's a, it's a tough way to rebuild. Yeah. But see, even sure. if
2: that were to happen, that's the thing I, that would I think confuse me because why would you go get another Q, uh, QB with this offensive line? Yeah. Like. There are teams that just don't want to make the non sexy move and just go offensive line defensive line. They don't want to build on those lines to be able to help the quarterback, because I guarantee I feel like fields can go to San Francisco. um, Baltimore Philly. uh, I think he can go to any of those, like stand behind any of those offensive lines and have an MVP level uh, season right. I think is that's one of the biggest things with with Chicago. They they just don't want to build that line.
0: Yeah, definitely a great shout. There's there's a lot of things wrong with Chicago. Trust. There's You're a lot. lot. Of, yes. there's <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> yeah. going on in Chicago. Uh, but I I agree. They they definitely got to take the the baby steps in order to make it uh, to a point where they're crawling again at least. Uh, next up, in, in my opinion, one of the most competitive games on this slate here for week 2 we've got the chiefs on the road against the jaguars who came out on top of a real close division battle against the colts in week 1 obviously the chiefs were disappointed and got a big fire in their belly for this week 2 matchup i would imagine chris jones is back he's on the field baby he's practicing i saw the footage it is real he has uh, signed his big contract extension has Costing them a pretty penny. Uh, So better be looking forward to producing this week against, obviously, uh, a very potent offense in the Jags. Uh, This one's really fun for me, man. I could really see this one going either way, genuinely. I will not be surprised if the Jaguars are able to pull this one out. But give me the Chiefs. I think being at full strength, all things considered, all the bumps and bruises washed away from last week, um, I just think they're going to be... Like I said, really hungry and um, just looking to make, fo- make up for last week, right? Um, I think this matchup is a scary one for them because we saw in that playoff game, right? Like you could have the Jaguars down and out. You could have them away, up two scores, and they can still find a way to rally back. So once again, I think this is going to be a close matchup no matter how you slice it. I think even if one team gets out to an early lead... Um, don't look for it to stay like that throughout so um i'm going with the chiefs here but like i said i won't be surprised either way
2: i want to make a case for the for the jaguars to win this one
0: yeah because you hate the chiefs i know
2: no it's not that is
0: there is one
2: there is a case that they can win this one and i think that because if you're looking at the Okay. Take away your 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 bias for the for the QBs, right? Look at the uh, at the receivers. It's like lopsided. Like all the, all the Chiefs are going to have is 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 Kelsey, right? Which I think by fantasy with fantasy-wise, he's going to have a big game this uh, this week. But in terms of production from from the from the receivers, I'm expecting the Jaguars to actually do a significantly better than than the Chiefs. It's literally just about whether the 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 secondary for the Chiefs is going to be able to hold up or not. Um. I love the battle between Andy Reid and and Doug Peterson. So. I think I might take it. I might take it, bro. I might go ahead and 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 go with the Jaguars on this one. I think that is very. It's going to be a very close game. Um. Uh, I'm looking for Trevor Lawrence to to do his thing with this one, and and Calvin really looked amazing last week. I, I yeah, I just I think that the 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 combination of all of that, um, I do believe the Chiefs are going to have a good game, but I think it's going to be, um, I think it's just going to be that one of those where where the Jaguars are just able to edge them out. I'm going with the Jaguars in this one. Crazy. <sighs>
1: Thank you. I'll take the the Um, point. Yeah, I'll um I'll go I'll go with the Chiefs. I think we are not going to see a performance like that on Thursday. Um Kadarius is going to have his redemption. Um I think he's he is going to be utilized about the same as he did for the Lions. Now and to Derek's point, I think is a valid reason, outside of Kelsey. What true weapons do they have? You know, I think Justin Watson is decent, and that's it. Um, <laughs> quite honestly, hey,
0: Rasheed Rice is on that now, list too.
1: And yeah, <laughs> Rasheed Rice definitely, <laughs> in but at the same time, I do think that Andy is going to have uh put together like a uh you know schematics to get his. Okay, this is gonna be a dumb thing to say. I want to specialize it. It's schematics to get his guy open. Obviously, every coach wants to get it, get the guy open. But I going into the season, I just don't trust the Jaguars passing defense. And I do think we're just gonna see a very simple game from Mahomes. I don't think they're gonna test that secondary a lot of the time in terms of you know passes over 20 plus yards. We're gonna see a lot of passes 10 to 15 yards. Take what the defense is giving you, get the run game going a little bit. And the Chiefs can come out with a victory. Um, now on the flip side, when it comes to the Jaguars, I think their main concern right now is mainly Chris Jones. Um, I think I don't I don't think he's gonna get a sack. Um, I do think he's gonna generate a lot of pressure because their offensive line is is still a bit iffy, especially uh in, interiorly. Um, but I think if T-Law just remains composed, you know, and, and essentially does what he did on on sunday you know they'll, they'll be fine too but with that being said i'll go with the chiefs i think they they have a chip on their shoulder right now a lot of people are talking um and i think they want to they want to shut a lot of the haters up
0: for sure and and the the main thing that really pushed me over the edge uh derek because i i agree i think it is that close of a matchup was the i i know it's the colts defense right but their inability to to sort of uh separate themselves from the Colts last week is what really kept me giving them a side eye here. And obviously uh you point to uh KC's offense. Um I think India Indy has that same issue as far as having a lot of guys that you read their name off the stat sheet and it's just like who um so <laughs> I'm interested to see obviously a, a much different uh person at the helm at quarterback so it changes things. But I think with um with kelsey back in the lineup i think that helps free other guys up so that they're not as pressured right and hopefully that stops and prevents people from just dropping egregious passes that are right in their hands uh but i won't continue to beat that dead horse next up we've got the green bay packers coming up against the atlanta falcons two teams that their fan bases if you ask them are reinvigorated right now they're ready Mm. to make a run for the long term Uh, One of these teams have to be humbled, though, in week two. And if I'm going with any of these teams as far as actual, holy shit, this team actually might be good this season. Um, It is the Packers. I think their defense was flying everywhere against the the Chicago Bears, and obviously we're able to do a good job. But um, I'm interested to see, as far as this week's matchup, whether or not they're able to repeat some of those things i i really am a fan of the jordan love experience right the guy looks composed out there didn't have his number one off um read on offense and was still able to put this team in a good position to not lose we haven't seen him make game winning plays yet right like that that is the thing that separates these quarterbacks apart in my opinion when you're able to make game winning plays versus not putting your team in a position to lose. Um, I think he's shown that he's not going to be a negative at at the quarterback position, Uh, but now it's time to see whether or not he will be a positive. And I think with Christian Watson back in the lineup, that all spells good things. Um, My eye is always on Desmond Ritter, but I think specifically in this matchup, uh, it's really going to come down to how far he can take this offense. Obviously we had a big showing from both these teams in the run game in week one um so that is going to be the key determining factor here as well and i just trust the packers defense way more than i have any right to trust the the falcons defense so give me the packers here all day on the road
1: yep yeah pack i, I was oh sorry Derek. go ahead oh. yeah oh, no. i was just
2: gonna... i'm sorry go ahead, go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry um yeah i think like I mean the run defense. The Packers' run defense was the second worst last year, um. And I do apologize. I don't have uh the stats uh, from the Packers and Bears game, so I don't know how well they did at containing uh Justin Fields or the running backs. But seeing as how that hasn't really been much mentioned of it, I'm just gonna assume that they, that they did uh fairly well. Um, that's really the key for for the Packers coming to come, in, come away with a victory. Um, because I think the biggest problem with Arthur Smith and why I, I dislike him more than other people is just he doesn't have any faith in his quarterbacks to actually do anything. And it's amazing. Like, they were number one. I forgot what criteria, but they are like, number one in, like, obviously number one in rushing. But then there were, like, specific categories in within that stat that they excelled at. And so, yeah, that's great. You know, you, lo- you love doing your outside runs you love this chewing up the clock but you have to understand that you have to start utilizing kyle pitts and drake london for some of the best in their respective position and if you don't have a run game to lean on they're a really bad like they're actually they're an awful team you know and i think it's because arthur smith's run first mentality instead of being a well-balanced offense, it's really going to bite them. Because we're in a passing league. We're like a, a passing heavy league now, you know? And Desmond Ritter is a guy who can definitely be above average at, at best, you know? But when you're being told, this do your quick two-yard dump balls there, and be a game manager, I just don't think that, like, that messes well with somebody like Desmond. I think they need him to be moving around, do bootlegs, like... Just do something like you can't keep running the ball and expect to win every single game because that's that's just not gonna happen. Um defensively though for the Falcons they're a much better unit. Uh Ryan base was a huge pickup for them and he's gonna continue to do great things for that team. So it'd be interesting to keep an eye on but um I'll go with the Packers though. Jordan Love baby yeah I, I think Desmond about.
0: Ritter just needs to show us right I don't I don't think it's it's just a scheme. I feel like if if they had any reason to change the offense in the offseason, it would be to a more modern offense like you suggested. I think the fact that they've kept it this double run, uh do- double headed run game is very clear where they think his um ceiling is. And I think honestly they would benefit from yeah, being worse this year than they would from trying to contend. But Derek sorry to cut you off. I'll let you take it out from there.
2: You good, bro. I'm just I, I, I can't add anything else. The Packers are winning this game. I don't know how Atlanta's going to go and, and win, win this one. I really don't. So let me give it to the backers. You can't win being one dimensional like that. So, you uh, know. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah so. certainly. It's a tough one. Bijan looks great though, uh, which is yes. g- good. Good to mention. Uh, instinctually, man, that the guy really knows how to find holes, even after play starts to break down. You could tell he's he's making the right decisions out there to get as much yards as possible, which you love to see from a young back. But all fantasy right, next. Ain't happy
1: though.
0: What was that, Matt?
1: I was like, fantasy people ain't happy
0: though. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> then they never will be, right? next up we've got the Raiders on the road against the Bills who just got their heart ripped out from underneath them um against the Jets obviously losing in that overtime um fashion there how do you feel about this Bills team man because I do not in my opinion there's no excuse for them losing that week one game game um i thought obviously the interceptions was the biggest keynote of the game for josh allen i believe there were three in total um just a rough night as far as um capitalizing especially in, on deep drives right um yeah. nothing's worse in my opinion or more demoralizing than getting halfway down the field and then throwing an interception it's like man yeah uh, we, we were going so far with this, um, and now we've set ourselves up here. Obviously, I think this is a good position for them to be in as far as who they're facing. Um, obviously, the Raiders coming off of a big week one upset against the, the the Broncos at home, so they're looking to keep that momentum here on the road. I just like the, the Bills here. I think it's – I'm never – for whatever reason I can never pick the Bills regression correctly right some games they're yeah. they're going to show up and just not do as well and for whatever reason um I'm always on the opposite side right so I could I could genuinely be wrong about this and the Bills go all in two and I'll just be here again like man they did it to me again uh but <laughs> I didn't I didn't think they looked that bad to warrant me picking the the Raiders over them um I think pass protection is going to be sneaky though I think the Raiders line doesn't get enough uh, credit as they deserve. And obviously um, certain big names on that uh, defensive line are coming back this week. So we got some problems, right? If we're Josh Allen and crew, but I think even with that, I'm still going to be picking them here. So Derek, who are you going with Raiders or the bills?
2: I'm going with the bills, but I agree. It is confusing because Josh Allen as, as great of a quarterback as he is, um, you know, I think that week one, he was rusty, right? The team was rusty, like you have been saying. But he looked like he was in midseason form where it was like that, you know how we talk we talk about it every year, is like this one part where he just like he just sputters. He goes down, then he picks it right back up and gets right back to being Josh Allen. Um I'm be honest, if if this is that part of the year for him right now that's going to be hilarious as hell um especially given the the fact that the rest of the year he'll look like Josh Allen going into the playoffs I think that would be that would be hilarious um but I'm going with the Buffalo Bills here I think they actually surprised me uh, uh outside of the loss they surprised me um because we've discussed it about uh, on here before but they they actually utilized the run game like it wasn't it wasn't just like the the running backs being out there for you know for show like james cook was actually was actually going right and i i can appreciate that they have the run game actually kind of like working for them now so as long as you know Allen can put everything together and and i think a couple of those interceptions he just the ball like way off target for no reason and 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 put the ball in in um a tough position uh to be to be caught um especially that one to digs in the end zone where he was he was double teamed right like it was just those kind of like those plays where it's just like you wish you could get those back but if Allen gets that together i actually expect them to 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 be really good uh this week um I love what Kincaid did too. Like this, 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 the team, the, the different pieces look really good, right? And uh, Milano came up with it with an interception uh, Monday too. I, like I think they did a really good job. It's just that Allen just wasn't playing like Allen, you know. And that that's that's the thing that sucks about that. So I'm going with the, with the Buffalo Bills. You cannot have a game like that, especially if you're Josh Allen and not bounce back the next week so give me the bills um i don't care who the raiders have i don't see them going to
1: buffalo and winning that game well i'm actually gonna be devil knowledge token. um yeah <laughs> yeah the <laughs> buffalo bills i mean i think Josh is an example of he's next next brett Favre. honestly <laughs> i don't think there's any other quarterback to compare him to He's gonna make a lot of bonehead decisions and then he's gonna make plays that will make your mouth drop. Um I think defensively they the <laughs> Derek, <laughs> <tells> you, <Derek.
0: laughs> continue, continue. Um mm.
1: but um I think defensively they they definitely surprised me. Um their their passwords uh look fairly dominant against uh the, against the Jets. Uh, without Von Miller, um, mm-hmm. now whether or not that carries over next week remains to be seen because their offensive line actually isn't. Like the the Raiders' of offense isn't, isn't actually that bad. It's their defense that's a huge red flag? Um, but yeah, just like the summarize, Josh knows he messed up big time. He cost him the game. He's gonna, you know, go back to his former self, and then yeah, they go away with a victory at home, and you know we'll see if we talk about the bills positively moving forward
0: hopefully hopefully nothing but positive things coming out of week two next up um it's time to talk about a different kind of sadness we've got the four o'clock window begins on sunday we've got the chargers coming up against the titans of tennessee um, I'm going to let you lead the dance with this one, Matt. First of all, please talk to us about what happened and what went wrong in week one for the Chargers, and how do you think you guys bounce back here in week two?
1: We put Khalil Mack and Tyreek Hill in the opening drive of the game.
0: That's the only way.
1: <laughs> that epitomized I – don't, I don't think I have to even go into detail um, about that. <laughs> that epitomized our defense. It was just an atrocious defensive effort. Um Staley has to go. I, I think offensively we got something going with the running game. Um I think Eckler was over 100 yards. Joshua Kelly um was around 90, 90 or so. Um and so yeah, it really sucked. Um, but I think going against the Titans um should be good, should be good for us. Um I think you know Mike Williams definitely happens up with day the Titans passing defense doesn't look particularly great. Um, and ultimately what what it really boils down to is his Austin awesome plays. Um, he's questionable. Um, I think looking at like the official injury report, um, Joey Bosa is questionable. Eric Kendry questionable. Dan Henley is questionable. Um, so defensively, I think we're going to have a, a few problems, especially when it comes to the run defense, but I don't know, man, I, I just don't see a reality where he dropped to 0-2, especially against Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like no matter who they and you know, we also beat them the last time as well uh, in the in match of last year. So I I think we should be okay. It just depends on which Chargers team decides to show up because I don't know what the hell this, this team does week to week and it's depressing, but... <laughs>
0: All great shouts. Honestly, I was surprised that the Tannehill to DeAndre Hopkins connection was as good as it was in week one. Um, I think the passing game as a whole still looks terrible, right? Uh, but at least you got that connection going with one of your receivers, obviously looking to spread that out a little bit more if they hope to win in week two. Um, but I am in agreement with you. I think coming up against uh the Dolphins week one made it such a hard and difficult thing. I think against most teams with the offense you guys had last week, uh, you should be able to come out, come out with the dub. Um, So I'm liking the Chargers' chances here against the Titans. And I think here's my bold prediction here. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if the Titans are trying to be good. Um, It may sound crazy with how close they played it with the saints, um, but I won't be surprised surprised if they end up being in the bottom five at the end of the season um, depending on how things go with these next couple of weeks just because like what is the merit at this point of trying to contend um, if this is the 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 spot your roster's in Um, I think their defense is always going to be super solid um, and if there's any chance this week that they want it'll be on that side of the ball just keeping things close with the Chargers Um, but yeah not likely I'm going with the Chargers here as well should take be us going
2: home with the Chargers. Derek <laughs> yeah you should be going with the Chargers but the thing about it is I can also see where if that run defense is lacking mm-hmm. Henry is going to have a day and if Henry's having a day like that then guess who's open DeAndre Hopkins I, like I think I'm going to go on the edge again I think I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the the unthinkable. I think I might be taking the Titans with this one. Um, wow. I think so. If Eckler is out, if Bosa is out, I I don't know, man. Like, those are those are big those are big hits to the to the to the uh, to
1: the team. Yeah. I mean in fairness too, we also didn't generate much pressure with Joey Bosa there against Tua last week too. So no, it's yeah. it's a fair it's it's something I wrestle with. I mean, I want to root for my team, I'm gonna hope they do well. But I think what you're saying is is definitely fair. Yeah, they
2: should win the game, but I think I'm gonna take the titans with this one. That's
1: fair. I respect it.
0: Hey, the next week Derek's gonna look like a genius, or I'm gonna be talking <laughs> my shit next week. Uh, but I can't like, wait to find out which one it is. Go ahead, Matt.
1: I was like I said, it, I I don't know what Charger team is gonna show up next week. So I, honestly, they're choosing the Titans. At least you know what you're getting with the Titans. Do you? you know, <laughs> I mean, you I know, say... you're not
0: getting good shit like that. That's what you know.
1: But I mean, run defense is still iffy for us, too. So if Ryan Tannehill is going to be absolute poo poo, then turn it up to the, the one of the best running backs in the league and get and get it going, you know. So it's not like they're going to have a passing attack. And you know, hopefully, they don't have a passing attack because J.C. Jackson is going to get burned like he did. But, anyways, um, next matchup. I get
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say this this is turning to a sadness hedge real quick, right? Right in front of our eyes. Uh the next matchup we've got Niners at Rams in that four o'clock window, of course. Um, a nice little divisional game, right? Makes things interesting, makes things exciting. Um, I think even with all things considered and the way they were looking last uh in week one and how surprising it was for, for everyone, I would say. Um, there's no shot that I'm picking the Rams over the Niners here. I'm just um I'm enamored, man. I think Brock Purdy is the truth. I'll never forget. I had I got some things echoing in my ears about about how the 49ers were gonna look week one. And then it just turned out they looked ten times better. Um honestly came away very impressed by their offense and then obviously their defense is gonna be monstrous no matter who you're facing up against. So um give me the Niners here and I would say this one doesn't even it it's very similar to that Steelers game. It's not even close.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to Niners as well. Um, I I just I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: Niners. I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> it's either I don't know. Or I do know. I can't tell which one, but yeah. <laughs> convicted nonetheless. Literally, <laughs> go CMC yeah. man. Pop yeah. off for my
1: fantasy. Like, oh you know. yeah,
0: that's a, that's. Def taxes and CMC. As long as he's healthy, right? Uh, he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna come through for us. Um, as far as this Rams team, though, is obviously there were two breakout stars at wide receiver that nobody saw coming in week one with Puka Nakua as well as Tutu Atwell. Do you guys see long term upside for any of these those two guys, if any? Um, for me, I would say uh, Puka Nakua. Obviously, the um, opportunity isn't gonna be in there, but long term. Um, but I think he looked very similar to Cooper Cup in the same role. Like I, I think he was able to give a serviceable production there in that same sort of explosive receiver role. Um he isn't the fastest guy out there, but um all things schemed right, looks like he's gonna be a player. So I, I would say Puka naku if if asked what about you guys. Yeah.
2: I mean if if Cup is out for the next couple of weeks anyway. I think they they they're those are two hot hands to ride with. Um, I'm not sure in terms of the long term uh, aspect of them, but like you said, Nakua for sure. I think that's going to be a very interesting. Uh, um, it's going to be a very intriguing uh, thought to see what happens because if you decide at some point um, to break this team up, would you make sure you keep him? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think he might be one of those pieces that you look at and say, you know what, we can we can we can rock with him. Um, I don't know. I think it's very interesting to see though. I mean, those those guys stepped up, so we'll, we'll see him do we'll see him do it again. If they do it again this week, I'm I might be pick. I might have to pick one of them up. I actually yeah. have a trade uh pending trade right now. Uh, someone's trying to trade me uh Nakua. And I forgot who else to get Gibbs. And I'm, I'm like, mm, right now, no, yeah. I'm not buying that high, but I am yeah. making, I'm waiting to see what happens with, with a goal for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I think, um, it's very random. I mean, he just casually booked the, <laughs> you know, the rookie, yeah. was it the rookie record, right? For both most, most completions or most, most catches, right? Was it most yeah. catches and most yards? Yeah. So he looked, he looked really sharp um yeah i might have to pick it over fantasy gonna keep an eye on that keep hey on the that, first
0: fella. four weeks at least right you, you, that's yeah. when you stream them if ever um so yeah mm-hmm. just funny. figured i'd ask that net before we move on next up we've got the giants at the cardinals here um uh, cardinals sneaky competitive out there against the the commanders last week kept it real close in that one um i honestly i <laughs> I'm fucking doing it. I'm, I'm swinging for the fences here. I really did not like what I saw out of the giants in week one. And I think a demoralized giants team against a motivated for whatever reason, um, Arizona offense, uh, was exciting to see shout out to Zach Ertz. I know that brings a nice smile to, to Derek's face as well, to see Zach Ertz producing at this level. Um, I think this is the easiest L to pick as far as like, you know what, um, Gotta assume the Giants bounce back here But give me the fucking Cardinals, bro They looked feisty as hell last week mm-hmm. And I think the Giants putting up a nothing burger Is a little bit more significant Than people give it credit for So if, if Derek's taking shots all day I might as well take one of my own Give me the Cardinals <laughs> Matt, how you feeling? Uh, I'm
1: going with the Giants I I just don't see a reality Where after having that Absolutely Impressive embarrassing performance that they dropped to 0-2 because of the Arizona Cardinals um I think we're gonna see I, I know I think Elite I think Ojolari is out right now I think he suffered an injury during practice or I think one of their quarterbacks did recently so that's something to keep an eye on uh because Marquise Brown <coughs> put Adam in your fantasy uh because Marquise Brown might uh have a nice little day. Zach Ertz should as well. I think he, he's coming back from injury too. Um, but I think offensively we're going to see hopefully Darren Rollins out there. You know I know he's dealing with hamstring issues. I think Paris Campbell's had redemption. He had a couple a uh, couple drop passes. Jalen Hyatt had, had one right in the middle of the field. So I don't know. I just I, I they're going to win. They should win. But to your point, Chris is any given Sunday, man and. Honestly with the way week one went, it wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals somehow make the Super Bowl with Jonathan Gannon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen. But at this point, it's it's a matter of who wrote that script. Anything yeah, right. is
0: possible.
2: <laughs> I don't even know, man. I, I like I don't trust Jonathan Gannon at all. Um <laughs> And the, the weird thing about it is there are former Eagles players on this team that I know, like Kazira White, the linebacker, flying all over the place last week. Um I can see why you picked them, Chris. Um but I can't I can't ignore the coaching matchup. Brian Dabble is not losing to Jonathan Gannon. Like that's not happening. Um which one you guys think... taking the
0: bus? Which one of you guys took the bus here this morning? Anybody saw that clip? Uh, Jonathan Gannon talking to the Arizona oh, players? And yeah. And looking like, that, bro, that was, that so, was so bad. That was so weird,
1: man. One, of the, one <laughs> of the biggest, most cringeworthy things is that when co- co- coaches do, like, that um that grind hustle mindset, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like, Yeah, yeah. you have to stop. <laughs> like... Yeah, if, if I if I'm in that room with John DeGani bro, I'm walking out on question the trade. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> who, who is their quarterback right now? Joshua Dobbs.
0: Yeah, yeah Joshua Dobbs.
1: And then uh, Clayton Tune is uh is their backup. He was the 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 rookie they picked up. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm going the Giants on this one. I, I like, I just I can't see them. Losing uh, uh, to the, to the Cardinals, like the Cardinals are going to be feisty, based off of players, not coaching.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I'm going with them on this one because I think that they're due. They're due. Like last week was trash.
0: <laughs>
2: that last week was horrible. I I I didn't think that that would happen. I think I picked the Giants last week over the Cowboys. Um, but I'm gonna yeah. choose it. I'm gonna pick the Giants. Over the Cardinals, if they lose to the Cardinals, I'm not picking the Giants another game this year. That there is no <laughs> way that they should lose to the Cardinals at any way, shape, or form. Should they be losing? And, and and I love Zach Ertz. I love uh kaiser White. Um, I I just I can't I can't choose them. I can't choose them. I, I like Marquise Brown is going to do a good job though. He's going to yeah. do, do a good job, good job. But I I, I like. I can I can see where Saquon like goes off in this game and he needs to go off for 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 uh, Daniel Jones to actually do something because there is no way the, the Giants can sit here and say that they were justified in paying Daniel Jones what they paid him this offseason that is atrocious mm-hmm. that that makes no absolutely no sense to, to do so. um I, I'm I'm hoping they they decide to play this week though. I'm hoping they decide to play because if they don't, that that's going to be a very interesting interesting turnaround.
1: Yeah, I uh, I do want to add a little fun fact. Um, so I faced off against somebody in in fantasy, uh, and uh, he had Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, and Brandon Ayuk. So Tyreek Hill he popped you know popped off with his forty. And he put in T. Higgins over Brandon Brandon Ayuk. Yep, and the to top of everything off, the kicker was that he is a two quarterback lead. It's well, it's quarterback and then quarterback flex. He had Daniel Jones as his second quarterback. Ooh, and I ended up winning because Danny Dimes decided to help the Cowboys out. <laughs> and so, I just want to say to him personally, Daniel, if you ever have a chance to watch this, um, I love you, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you were really bad with all the respect. It's not really your fault because your offensive line gave you you know pattern tracking for like point zero one seconds, but you helped me. and I appreciate you. I feel like he I should have I should have called him up or something. I say, hey, man, if you want to yeah, you know, I'll take out the dinner sometime. I'll treat you to a nice dinner for helping me out. You know what I mean? I appreciate you.
0: I love it. I love it. Next up, we've got the Jets coming up against the Cowboys in Dallas. Uh, we've got we've got problems, ladies and gentlemen. If 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 we are if we are not secure in our quarterback situation, uh, I wonder how to, how intact things are going to be looking by the come the end of this game. I know how angry it makes. Uh, Derek to talk and say good things About this Cowboys team um, But I think this matchup is only going to call For a lot of analysis on that side of the ball um, mm-hmm. I think The Jets can really make This game interesting if they're able To uh, make Dak earn it I think um in that first game, just field positioning and everything really came super easy. Right. I think in this one, if they are able to make things tough on deck, um, they could really start the problems there. Right. I don't think that their uh, the jets offense is going to be cooking anybody in, in, at any time soon. Um, given what's going on there. Um, but I I can see scenarios, too, where the Cowboys offense doesn't do the thing and this becomes a much closer game than it needs to be. Um, I'm not going to bank on it, though. I'm picking the Cowboys here in what should be a blowout for them. I just think uh, even before this matchup um, becoming so unwinnable with Aaron Rodgers going down, I think I still would have picked them then. So no reason to not pick them now. Give me the Cowboys over the Jets. (laughs) What are you thinking, Derek? Yeah,
2: yeah I think um, the Cowboys should win this game. Um, but I think the, the one thing I'm looking at though is that defense um, for the Jets. The Jets actually, defensively, the Jets look they look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I don't think that they're getting as much credit as they should get. Um, going against the bills like that but i think that the quentin williams monster that boy got fast man he got fast and i think that um that's gonna be a very interesting matchup again uh with dak um the one thing that i do um think is that this is going to be a low scoring game i think that uh it's going to be based on whose defense stands up the most to be honest And this is not a biased opinion. It's literally just about what 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 I've seen. The Cowboys, like, this is their time of year when they win, right? Um, And I think that they should pull this game off. Um, But I, in all honesty, I believe that that they're a little overrated. You know, just because, yeah, I I know the shutout and all that stuff, but. I think they're a little overrated in, in certain aspects, especially on offense. Um, Dak does not look the part, and to be honest, if you're if you're looking for Dak to 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 win you the game, you know I'm 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 not gonna bet on it most times, right? So I'm gonna take the Cowboys here, but I do not feel confident in it. <laughs> to be completely honest. I think that um, the Jets defense is going to. I think it could possibly win in this game. I, For sure. I think that that defense looked phenomenal, and and especially um, again, uh, uh, Quentin Williams. Not, not we're not even talking about South Gardner yet, right? But I I do believe that um, you know he played a very good game as well. I'm impressed by the Jets defense, to be honest. So I think they could actually hold the Dallas Cowboys off and win this. I, would I, I would love to see it, to be honest. I would love to be wrong about this and, about this pick, um, but I'm gonna go ahead just for safety, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys in this one. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets pull this one off.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, Derek, you you said everything to it. Basically, what I was gonna say, I think, is gonna be a field position battle, um, and I, I think this might be the most boring game on the schedule so if anybody is anticipating a high scoring affair uh between two of the best defenses in the league as of now um you are gonna be in for a treat because that game is gonna last a long time um and i think to your point i think Dak himself did not look good i mean he his accuracy is a huge problem and some of the throws that he missed, I know people are gonna say week one, it's just it's, inexcus- it's inexcusable. it's inexcusable, inexcusable, yeah. um, and as the weeks progress, that's that's gonna come to bite him, um, you know, especially, you know, you're going against any, you're in a tough, you know, tough division because the division is still competitive outside of the Giants, we'll ignore them, but, um, I'll just put it this way, Derek, when you um. When your team gets, you know, four picks on deck, just be ready for all the Cowboys fans to, you know, talk about how, oh, you know, should have been a flag or, no, you guys are cheating and you guys don't deserve to win the division. So, yeah. just be ready for that. Those, those little cry fests are like,
2: you know, it's like Christmas. It happens every year. I, I, so, I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for it to happen. Uh, it's just a matter of time.
0: You love to see a good tear in the, in in your rival fan base's eye. You love to see it. Um, next up, the final in our four o'clock window on Sunday, we've got the Commanders coming up against the Denver Broncos. Just the mid bowl, right? The the ultimate mm-hmm. mid off. Who could be the most mid this this week two matchup will let us know. Um, I think the Commanders obviously are trying everything they can to try to turn things around. Um, from what I saw, I think offensively, they're still not clicking um, the way you would expect them to come midseason form. So I think there is some um, upward trajectory on that side of the ball. As far as their defense, man, if if Josh Dobbs is cooking the way he was cooking last week, um, I have a hard time seeing a lot of teams just outright stopping them what makes the difference here is usually usually isn't the biggest factor right when you all things considered but I think it is the Broncos elevation and being at home is what's going to make the difference here I think the commanders are a team that look to play with pace in general um, and it might be might be against their interests in this one I think it's not like the the Broncos are a super fast team either. I just feel like the longer their defense can stay on the floor in general, the better it is for them as a team. And all things just point to um, things being pretty rough on the offensive side of the ball for the commanders, at least to start um, considering that they're in this mile high stadium, right? Um, I think I wasn't I wasn't uh, blown away with what we saw from Sean Payton's offense in Week One, but I think they were able to get things rolling in the right direction. I think still we need to see Mims um, have a role in this offense right now. There is no role for your w- rookie receiver, and that's always a tough position to be. Right? You want to you want to focus on upside here, and I think Cortland Sutton does have good upside in this offense, um, but without Jerry Duty, Judy, right? We're we're steps a- away from being at a full. Um, passing game on offense so it's gonna take the defense to carry in this one and i like them to do it give me the broncos at home matt how you feeling
1: yeah the same way brother um i think the the commander's offensive line was not very disappointing um i expect them to be a slightly better unit going into the season but i mean they're struggling against uh, Outside of Kaiser, because Kaiser, right, is a uh, an edge rusher, right, Derek? Yeah. Oh yeah. Linebacker. So outside of- linebacker. The linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's usually set up on the edge. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so- I,
2: I, I don't know what he's doing in in Arizona, but yeah.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't want to like disrespect Kaiser when I say this, but their defense, especially that defense line, has a bunch of no names. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they were getting to Sam Howell. Now you're going against a Broncos defensive line that for the past few seasons has been very good, you know? Uh, and that's really what it's going to be. And I was just saying, correct. This is probably going to be the most boring game <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the four o'clock uh, window here. Um, yeah. I with the Broncos. I think Russell looks a little bit lost, but I think at some point they're going to have to, they have to stop making him a pocket passer. He's a, I want to play out of structure and bomb it 50 50 yards downfield on the go route. Those are basically exact words that Richard Sherman said on this podcast, and I I agree with it. Um, They'll get it together, and the commanders will still be the commanders, a team with potential that doesn't live up to it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're in Denver. I don't expect them to travel well. (laughs) Not, Not that high up. Nope. Give me the Broncos. I don't I don't expect uh and I think McLaurin is still dealing with his toe injury, so I don't I don't see him showing up big time in anyway, uh, this game this yeah. game either. So yeah, give me the Broncos in this one. Yeah. He was non existent last week. Yeah.
0: I love it. And we move on to prime time. The Dolphins in New England. Right? There's some interesting little wrinkles there. Uh yeah. but Dolphins at the Patriots um giving all things considered and how we were looking after week one um patriots honestly were better than i thought they would be let's be as real as possible better than i thought they would be um especially on offense i think there is a lot to be learned still as far as getting their scheme down pack and what they plan to do on offense and I think it, it all starts with Juju, right? Um, from there, obviously, Kendrick Bourne is another uh, viable pass catcher for them too. But just in general, I, I think if Juju's not able to get things started early, it it means bad things for this Patriots team. Um, and if that's who you're relying on, it means bad things even more so. Uh, um, so I think defensively, we could be in a weird situation where somehow Belichick just figured out the number, right? And then mm. sort of lays out the blueprint for the league on how to deal with this defense. Uh, I mean, this juggernaut on offense that is the Dolphins. Um, but I don't see that happening. I just think everything is too fresh and too new. Maybe maybe the second game in the season, if they were to play each other again, um, I may feel a little bit different. I just think at this point, um, nobody's going to be able to keep up with the, with the Dolphins, especially if Tua's clicking the way he was week one. And um their defense is formidable enough to, to give the Patriots enough issues that they're not keeping up at that same rate, right? Um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm gonna go with the the Dolphins pretty confidently here on the road.
2: Yeah. Um I'm gonna go with the Dolphins as well. But I will say, um, watching week one though, um it does look like they have the Patriots look like they have an identity again. Um, and I don't think there can be any more questions. Like, I think Mac Jones right now is the guy, right? Like, I don't think you, I think it would be disrespectful to continue to, to question his security at this point, right? He looked like he he, he has um, this thing right now. And, um, you know, whether he's able to, to deliver and, and, you know, build up. Uh, in the future is is yet to be seen, but I think for now you you there's no more there's no need to have any more conversations about whether they need to get someone else or something like that. I think Mac Jones is the guy right now. Um, they look good. They did look good. I, I I I was I was surprised to be honest that that they they did it like that. Um, but yeah, there's there's no way that they're they're winning this game against the uh, against the uh, Dolphins. I do think isn't uh mike is in new england right now that's right so i'm i want to predict that i think we'll see a, a gritty from him um uh <laughs> but that's about it i'm not i'm not i'm not expecting anything
1: crazy with this game from the patriots yeah i um I actually i'm going with the patriots on this one um look i i think the patriots are are legit um their offense looks night and day. Um, they're running it with with efficiency. Mac Jones outside of the pick six. Darius Slate was very accurate on the day. They couldn't yep. get the run game going, um, unfortunately. But Rondre Stevenson uh, looked to be a nice little safety option, especially near the latter half of the game. Um, um, this is a, again the field reigns and they they should have won against Philly, um, but. Penalties and obviously um, the unfortunate fourth to fourteen incompletion that uh, you know could have allowed Mac to take you know food shots into the end zone and really really screwed them over. Um, but you look at what the Dolphins did last week defensively. Um, I don't expect them to make any significant improvements at this point of the season, um, and the run defense looks very questionable right now, um, as you guys know, and so if they get the run game going and they're just chewing the clock, keeping momentum in their favor, silencing the home crowd, I think they can come away with a victory. Um, And I also think the defense has the right personnel to handle, you know, Jada Waddle and Tyreek Hill who, you know, just because of their skill sets, they're going to obviously make plays. Um, But I, I don't think two is going to have another 400 yard day and, you know, three or four touchdowns. You know, I think um, the defense is definitely going to handle the dolphins and, They're actually going to get to the quarterback uh, this time around too.
0: Damn, just this hot, taking it around here. I love it though. Somebody had to do it and damn it. It was Matt. So shout out to you. (laughs) Um, For whatever reason, we have multiple Monday night games. Is this a thing now? Is this going to be this way from now on? We've got, (laughs) we've got two Monday night games. The first being the saints coming up against the Carolina Panthers. Um, Frankly didn't like what I saw out of either of these teams, honestly. Um Panthers played a good first half, but after that kind of fell apart against the the Falcons here. Um and the Saints were playing it tough with the Titans the entire time, but it was a the the absolute opposite of a slugfest, right? It was a uh, <laughs> it was a musket war. Um and, and unfortunately uh, the Saints came out on top of that one. So as far as how I'm feeling about this one, I'm not feeling confident like with whoever I go with here, Um, but just give me the Saints on the road. I think they have the better defense and um, it's ultimately going to come down to this with two offenses that I think are going to struggle to score. So I'll take the Saints on the road. Yeah, what you thinking, I'm gonna Matt? S- I'm going to force you. I'm going to force Matt to go first. Sorry. Sorry about that, Derek. No, thank
1: you. Yeah, no, um. That's it's tough. Um I I'll go with the I'll go with the Panthers actually. Um they they had the Saints number last season. Um and, and obviously to your point, Chris, and I'm sure Derek is gonna cover the exact same. both teams were very unimpressive last week. Um and honestly my biggest issue for Bryce Young is the offensive line. Um he's definitely somebody who can who can you know stay in the pocket? And is willing to take hits, um, but hits like that can really, you know, um, lower the amount of time you have in this league. So I think they want to try and avoid that. I think they will. Uh, Hayden Hurst seems to be his his number one option on that team right now. Um, I think Adam Thielen and DJ DJ Chark were both out uh, last week. If I am correct, so I believe Adam Thielen is planning uh, to return for this game. So. At least he has another one in his receiving offices back as well. And then when it comes to Derek Carr, um, great dude. Um, Quarterback-wise, not so much. Um, I don't – even though he didn't have an awful performance, I don't think he had one that made you go, oh, my goodness, he's he's the same stick as the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? He He's – and, you know, that Panthers defense is is sneakily – um secretly good you know very aggressive um flies around the field and I think uh Derek is gonna have himself a handful I
0: like it I like it so so Derek is now the tiebreaker who you you got Derek yes
2: sir I'm I'm going with the Saints um you just have a more experienced quarterback right there like I think that's what it's going to come down to um Yes, nothing else I can say after that. <laughs> I think y'all made every point. I think the Saints are just going to win this game. It's a division rival. Uh, these two are actually I like when they 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 go against each other. It's always a fun game. So I'm looking f- I'm looking forward to it. But I think the Saints are going to pull this one out.
0: I like it. Our final Monday night game of the week, the the evening game, we've got the Browns coming up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, another division rivalry game, which you'd love to see. Um, I really like how the Browns looked, obviously getting a big upset win against the Bengals on the road as well. No, no, at home, sorry. Uh, going on the road now against the Steelers, who just got torched on the road against the Niners. Um really bad showing for them on that side. As far as the way these two teams match up, um, I think this is also going to be a defensive slugfest here. I think um, it's really going to come down to uh, who's able to get better things going on offense because, in my opinion, both of these defenses should have a good week. Um, If I feel more confident on how anyone's clicking right now, it would have to be the Browns. but I won't be surprised if the Steelers pull out a like close gritty win at home either. So I'm I'm kind of nervous about this one. Um, but I'm gonna allow the week one vibes to sway me a little bit. And I think I'm gonna go with the Browns here.
2: Yeah. Um, I think I think the Browns are gonna win this one. Uh one thing that will probably help you feel a little bit better, Chris. Uh Deontay Johnson is out. Um so i think that the hammy yeah i think that if i'm not mistaken i think he might be out for a couple weeks so them them that should make you feel better with your pick um but the browns are winning this one i think um deshaun watson is going to have himself a game so it's going to be an interesting this like you said this this two game monday night thing i'm not i'm not feeling it but um This one will probably be the more more interesting game um just in theatrics so i might stay up and watch it but yeah i think it's gonna be i think brown's gonna pull this one out
0: yeah fantasy wise i don't like that right kind of really sweating it out for monday it feels weird
2: yeah it's very weird
1: yeah i think um, afc north games are so difficult to predict um because they're always Slugfest or honestly, Chris, I'm gonna use that. Or uh Musket Wars or what was it you said? Musket <laughs> what was it? Musket Duels or whatever you wanna call it. Um I'll go with the Browns, I think. Their defense looked incredible <laughs> last week. Um serious defense not so much. And I, I think Deshaun will will pull it together eventually. Um he, he just looks like somebody who's playing without confidence right now. Um and so I I don't know that, that, that because of that, because of, of their win on on Sunday, excuse me, that's going to make them put together the pieces to go back to his former self. I think he's facing off against what should be a good defense. You know, so I don't know if we're gonna it, like how much he's gonna improve from one one to now. Um, but they have a great running game to lean on too. I mean, Nick Chubb is no joke. Um, I do think Elijah Moore—they're utilizing him very interestingly. Last week, I think he even put him in a in a running back position <laughs> at one point in the game. Um, Mari Cooper doesn't go wrong either. Um, because they have a really old Patrick Peterson, uh, so rowing out there. So, yeah, should be a good one for the Browns. But I do have a yeah. question though. Go ahead. you going me asking? Um, do you guys think the Browns are actually legit?
0: I'll say it again. I said it already. I think there's a real good chance for every team in the AFC North to make the playoffs just because I think that's how strong the division is. Now, will I be shocked if that doesn't happen? (laughs) No. Um, But I think there's a real good chance. Now, if we're talking about, like, serious contender, I don't have them there just yet. I think it's games like this, right, that will really show us – how serious they are i'm honestly surprised that all of us picked the browns here just because um i feel like any dog shot with a divisional game isn't a bad shot to take in my opinion uh but yeah man i think right now they're looking good um i'm interested to see whether or not their offense gets clicking at a high level because if they do um then teams really have a problem when they're facing them as far as game planning and figuring out the the plan of attack so to speak uh, but until then i think they're they're a little one dimensional at the moment how about how about you derek how you feeling
2: um i never know what to think with the browns like anytime every time i i feel like i can actually buy in i get a glimpse of what it's like to be a cowboys fan it's just a letdown <laughs> and i don't want to i don't i don't want to buy in so i'm i'm, I'm at this point where i'm just kind of like It is what it is like they'll they're the browns if they if they pull something off they pull something off if they don't we're not shocked that's that's just where i am right now I'm, i'm like in between i don't know what to think about them though they should be good though they should be and and you know like the cowboys when they should be good they're just flops Yeah, I yeah. decided. I just. I can't. Yeah, I can't do
1: it. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Definitely. Definitely agree with you guys. Um, perhaps it's a bit too early to ask that question, but uh, on paper they have a, a very good looking roster. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, come you know week eight or week nine, if you know we're gonna think of the Browns in in, in just a positive light. I'll uh, I'll put right. it that way. Right.
0: I agree. Let's talk about overachievers here from last week before we get out of here. Is there any name, anybody particular that sticks out to you as far as being the sort of performer of the week when it came to get, uh, week one and uh, really bringing their team over the top? Anyone come to mind for you guys? Um,
2: sorry, uh, I'm just going to take a look. I have a couple. Um, I think you had to speak about Tua. I think you have to you have to speak about Micah parsons i think you have to speak about jake elliott the kicker for philly um those are some really long kicks you know like so i i i don't um i think those are the three that immediately come to mind uh for week
1: one for me
0: i like what about you matt
1: um you know, it's funny because like think about fantasy, like makes you realize how many freaking people playing the NFL, play in the NFL. Um honestly I'll go I'll go with my boy uh Jahan Dotson. Um I, honestly he dropped I think it was you know like nine or ten points um the season. So I think he's a sleeper. Um I think <clears throat> as the season progresses, um him and how are gonna develop a, a better connection than him with McLaurin. So he's definitely something to keep an eye on. I mean, San Laporta, uh, for sure. Um, I know I'm technically using guys that are on my team, um, <laughs> but uh, San Laporta definitely definitely looked like um, a nice little safety net for golf when people were open downfield. And in hindsight, even if he's, you know, last week he was 5 for 37. That's, you know, at least in the lead diamond, that's worth eight points. Um, so that's nothing to, you know, to take your hat off on or that's even the phrase um yeah
0: <laughs> i like it yeah. i like it i think there was a lot of random ones that for me the one i would go with is Taylor, tyler algier just not expecting that at all right you get you get a, a first round running back you think it's gonna be their show right uh, but he was able to show out get i think over 60 yards and touchdown so um, I think it's very clear that that's the direction they're going to keep going in Atlanta, which I do not mind. I think it works. Why? Why break apart something that works? Uh, we just got to get that past offense going, and we yeah. should be in a better spot yeah. for sure. I
1: think. Um, even Brandon Ayuk was a huge surprise. Um, I know a lot of people, um, been some in favor of. Well, I know for a fact, like a, a T I Higgins, didn't. or yeah, like another. I didn't you know wide receiver too. <laughs> um. And yeah, he did way better <laughs> than anybody expected. I expected him to be you know, silent. And uh he did the opposite of that. So if you started him, I'm sure he helped you uh win your win your win your matchup. If you benched him, um my condolences. Um yeah, sincerely. I if I would have benched
0: him, I would have had the most points week one. I still won, thankfully, but I would have had I would have had the most points. What were you about to say, yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, no, I think um one for me, one other one for me is especially if you're playing IDP league, um Jalen Carter specifically. For really? as little as he played as he, I mean his impact was was truly felt and I think with Fletcher Cox being out, we're going to see the shift to him a lot faster than than people may have expected. Jalen Carter I think is another impact player for me.
0: Jordan Addison too, don't doubt him. Yeah, Jordan Addison did really good week one too. Didn't expect yeah. him to have that much of an impact early on. A lot of good rookies producing, which you love to yeah. see. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, it's always kind of take it for granted whenever you pick somebody with a good draft pick that they're gonna do what they need to do out there. Oh, and yeah. trust mm-hmm. me. Um, shout out, shout out my guy Alex Leatherwood. There's nothing guaranteed <laughs> in this league, no matter where you get picked. So always <laughs> yeah. good to see those rookies uh, ball out. But with all that being said. We are done. We are through. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in and and hanging out with the sideline guys, as always, for our week two predictions. This was a ball. So before we get out of here, Matt, why don't you tell the people where they can find you?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, You can find me over on Instagram, Matt uh, underscore T29. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, I love getting a chance to talk football. Um, And obviously be able to do it with you guys, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I love doing this stuff with you. Uh, And of course, make sure you follow the OTS media brand on all platforms, um, because, you know, these two put together some really great podcasts. Um, they worked their asses off to to deliver you guys this content um, that we hope you love. So thank you. Appreciate you guys.
0: Hey, Matt, just making my job easier. You love to see it. Thank you, man. Uh, Derek, why don't you tell them where they can find you as well?
2: Yeah, follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, black way to spell it. Um, and like like Matt just said, follow the brand. Uh, most importantly, at OTS Media Co, all social media platforms, OTS Media on YouTube. Hit that like button, subscribe, and notification bell. Uh, got a lot of great stuff coming, so please
0: check it out. Yes, sir. And you could find me at Negron MMA on Twitter, as well as the good old Tiki Taki. You could also find me on Instagram <laughs> at Chris Negrong underscore. Uh, But with all that being said, can't wait to see you guys again for week three. But we got to leave you, as always, with a good old see you later. Peace. Peace.